0: I'm just worried about all this stuff, and I'm like, you know what? If I just focus on what God want me to do, focus on His Word, focus on getting the Word to people, then everything else is going to come, right?
1: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another glorious episode of the Tents and Tabernacles podcast, where we meet God through the person of Jesus
0: Christ. It's your girl, Vic, here. And it's your girl, Wiggy, here, back with episode 27. I think that's accurate. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. And I'm proud of us. Me too. Me too. Some other people have told me that they're proud of me too, which, has anybody ever told you they're proud of you, but it's like hard to accept? Because you're like, like proud of what? And then you're like, well, I'm doing something. But it's like, I ain't doing nothing more than anybody else. Or maybe you feel like you really ain't doing nothing, but maybe you are. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. There it is. It's that.
1: Yeah. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I lean too far on the aspect of, like, you know, it's all God. And and then, like, neglect the fact that, like, I have to be obedient.
0: That you're doing what God told you to do.
1: Yeah, like God isn't possessing my body. So like (laughs) (laughs) like it's kind of a group effort. It's just he's like ninety-nine point nine percent of the effort and Yes, you gotta do the work is
0: (laughs) quite futile, but happens there sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's working through us. We're doing the Lord's work. We're trying to at least. Yeah. but yeah okay cool um are we doing highs and tries this week so i know sometimes we skip it i think a lot (laughs) yeah let's just get into it we're not gonna do highs and tries um this week uh because we are finishing isaiah this week Mm -hmm. we got isaiah 59 through 66 and um vic has informed me that she wrote a sermon so we're gonna um listen to vic's sermon oh no Ah! Just <laughs> I, I no. am participating, but I feel like she has she may have more notes than me. This time know, yeah. Have yeah, you just got the note be prepared queen. and Yes. Yes. Let me see. Okay, we're just gonna start in Isaiah 59. We're gonna pray. Oh yeah, we're yeah. <laughs> I need prayer. I need okay. Wait, you pray then.
1: Oh, good Lord. Literally, (laughs) good Lord. You are so good. (laughs) You are so faithful. (laughs) Heavenly Father, you are amazing. You are so full of grace and mercy. And we see that in every line of your word, every precept, every jot and tittle, we know how faithful and full of grace and mercy that you are towards your people. And so, Father, I ask that you just continue to illuminate in your word exactly what it is that you want us to say and us to understand. Um, We ask that you make it plain, make it clear, and anything that we... that we don't understand in our own minds. Holy Spirit, I just I just ask that you bring anything that we need back to our remembrance so that we can understand the word of God in Jesus'
0: name. Amen. Amen.
1: Um I could have sat there forever, not even gonna hold
0: you. Um what? sat what forever said the prayer i could have
1: like sat like and just been talking to god for like i was like let me wrap it up Um,
0: oh don't wrap it up on my account keep it going (laughs) you know i was like Like, "Hmm, this is nice (laughs) yes that was a good Um, prayer that was very honest and open and lovely and 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 i loved it and i loved it oh before we start with isaiah uh like this video if you're on youtube leave us a review on apple podcast leave us a rating on spotify do all the things leave a comment join the conversation um yeah all right isaiah Isaiah so 59 the main 59.
1: like i guess the the main theme that i noticed throughout our the last bit of isaiah that we read was how bad our sin is in comparison to how gracious God is and so it's just this beautiful like your sin is bad um it's trash you're trash everyone's trash however God is not trash um but he loves us even though we're trash um yeah so I don't even know how to I guess okay so like my first highlight is Isaiah fifty nine verse two and I started uh, in one, yeah. Huh I got one through no. five. Oh, well yeah, me too. But um I I started in two like with my notes. So mm-hmm. um so verse two says, it's your sins that have cut you off from God because of your sins. He has turned away and will not listen anymore. And then three is just goes on and on about like how we're murderers, our hands are filthy and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And we can easily blame God for sending good people to hell. And if you're on audio, I'm making very big air quotes because no man is good. No, no one is good but God. But. Mm-hmm it's really easy for us to like um, harp on God saying, Oh, you you know, you, how you love people when you send people to hell, when in fact, it's not him at all. Like Mm -hmm. it's our own sins that have cut us off from God. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. because we are cut off from God, he can't listen to us anymore. We're cut off from him. So if it wasn't for our sin, we wouldn't be cut off from God. Um, And John, 3.18, (laughs) it made me think of this verse, and I was like, yes, Lord, thank you so much. Um, It says, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned, because he has not believed in the name of God's only son. And then in Hebrews, because I was getting these two, like, kind of mixed up, or like, I was putting them together, but they're two separate verses, because in Hebrews 3.18, how ironic um 318 and 19 it says and to whom did he swear that they would never into enter his rest was it not to those who disobeyed so we can see that it was because of their unbelief that they were unable to enter being into the rest which is like salvation redemption things of that nature because now we can rest and not work because we rest in christ jesus right Mm -hmm. So it's like here in Isaiah in the old covenant, because, okay, I'm gonna keep talking about this and never actually explaining it because we never have time. Eventually we'll talk about it. But like, um, Isaiah keeps going back and forth between their current covenant and the hope of the new covenant. In Christ Jesus, because he has messianic prophecies and things of that nature, right? So it's like with them, their old covenant right now is that, okay, I'm going to do all these things, and then God's going to do all these things, whether it be good or bad, blessings or cursings. I'm going to do something, and then God's going to do something, Um and it's this constant back and forth, but here it's like um now we know that because of Christ Jesus, like the only the only sin we have is unbelief. The only disobedience we have is unbelief. Everything that we do, I've heard it. I've heard some pastors say this. I'm pretty sure it's been quite a few. That every sin that we commit is has its root in unbelief. If you are greedy, then you don't believe that God can sustain you sustain you financially. If you um, have problem with lying, you don't believe the truth. Uh, is more important than lying you so there's a belief that is off most likely about God um if you're like if you I don't know like pretty much anything comes down to um a belief issue in God because if you believe God to be who he is and everything that he that he says he is then the sins that we commit would be, um, illogical, right? Like if we truly believe that God will sustain us financially, we would have no reason to be, um, sneaky with money or to steal or to, um, hold it so tight that we're not generous, that we're not gracious with our money, that we're not open-handed and, um, and able to share with other people. Like, and that's just one aspect.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I do want to add to what you were saying uh, before um, verse 2. My bad, I got distracted a little bit. Uh, where it says that the Lord's arm is not too weak to save. Because when I read that, it stood out to me. And then I started diving deeper. And I, I want to tack on to like when you were saying, like people saying, why does God allow? these things, if he's so good. And I wrote down, I was like, you know, people are like, isn't God all powerful? Why doesn't he step in? And it's like, God is not weak. He can hear us. He can see everything that's going on. But like Vic said in verse two, our sin is separating, like our sin is causing him to hide his face from us. Mm -hmm. Like the problem is not God's inability to save or his indifference. The problem is us. And it's yeah. easy to blame every everything but us. It's easy to just put the blame on God mm-hmm. and just be like, "Well, He loved me; He would make my life perfect." Why? You know, why is why? That? why is why like think about that? Why does why does God have to make your life perfect because He loves you? What is perfection to you? Your idea of perfection is not His idea of perfection, right? Then so, everyone's parents are
1: trash. Then, if that's the case, if it, if love is, if the
0: only way you can have love is like a perfect life, then, well, people there are people out here who think their parents are trash, and their parent did everything they could for their little bad behind, and you know, people just they watching how people treat their parents, especially now. Some people have horrible parents. I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about the people whose parents really tried and did their best and you're still disrespectful. Um like if you I'm can't even that. if you can't even respect your parents, there's no way you're gonna respect God. That's that's just you know, and our sin is like I said, is separating us from God. I read that sin separates us from fellowship with God, mm-hmm. blessings from God, the benefits of God, and his protection. Okay? Just, yep. you know, yeah, just yep. wants to throw that little uh, tidbit in there mm-hmm. that it's not that God is not, not all powerful. He could do anything. He could step in at any time, but he's not stepping in because why, why, why do you think that God who's all powerful, who runs everything should step in? Cause you said you are, who are you?
1: Oh, that reminds me of, a, uh, uh, Elihu. He was like, "Who? Who are you? Mm-hmm. What have you done? <laughs> God exactly. has uh, made everything. He has seen everything. What can you do to help God?" Thank you, Elihu. Sorry for doubting you, bro. Um. Yeah, and it's like, like throughout this, throughout fifty nine, God's response to extreme sin is just extreme mercy. Because of what you're saying. Like he's not he's not leaving you defenseless just because.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There are multiple times where the children of Israel were given over to their enemies. It's not like they accidentally fell in the hands of their enemies. They were given right. over right. to their enemies. And like right. like we notice with um with how to handle conflict in church, um, eventually you have to hand them over to satan um you have to hand them over to their enemies and yeah you get handed over to your
0: sin like yeah i forgot what verse that is um but i feel like he's It's a few times where it's like and god you know gave them over to their sin god let is gonna let you do what you want to do you want to do it so bad okay go ahead you want to be hard-headed fine do your thing i'm not going to force you to act right because that's not love or free will or none of that mm. it's first corinthians 5
1: 5 and and i want to read it because that that's a very like um to be handed over to satan is a very uh <laughs> It's a very jarring statement, and so I don't want people to, like, be freaking out that they're just going to be, like, handed over to Satan. I just want to be, yeah. Um, So (laughs) this is Paul. He's talking about spiritual pride, but he's specifically addressing someone in the church um, that struggles or rather is choosing sexual immorality, having relations with his stepmother, things of that nature, right? Um, so in, okay, there we go. Oh, sorry. Okay, so in verse three, it says, even though I'm not with you in person, I'm with you in spirit. And as though I were there, I've already passed judgment on this man in the name of the Lord Jesus. You must call a meeting of the church. I will present you with I will present with you in spirit. And so I will be present with you in spirit. And so will the power of our Lord Jesus, then you must throw this man out and hand him over to Satan so that his sinful nature will be destroyed. And he himself will be saved on the day the Lord returns. So whenever we say this, it's never just, okay, God's going to like hand you over to Satan. And that's it. Like Mm -hmm. God isn't washing his hands of you. It's to do that so that your flesh will be destroyed and you will, run back to your savior who whose arm is not weak to save so that's what we mean i i've said i've said this phrase a few times and i just wanted to like make it clear <laughs> yeah.
0: Anywho. yeah yeah um what's next the next uh, thing i have is like uh verse 16 yeah me too i think um, and what are my notes, my notes is, is saying, cause now I'm like, what was verse 16? I'm about to pull it back up,
1: That's but I'm like
0: armor and the
1: righteousness. And-
0: yeah. I wrote down that God waited and waited for Israel to turn back to him. And he waited for an intercessor to plead before him before he even like, like, like he was waiting before he, uh, laid down the hammer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And nobody stepped up until he did. He had to step in and do it himself. Like, I'll do it myself then. I will intercede for you. Don't worry. Don't worry. I got it. Yeah. I I got it. Don't worry, y'all. Y'all just can't get your life together. <laughs> so <laughs> I will use my own arm to bring you yeah. salvation. Thanks, because y'all just
1: yeah and it's, you know I mean, that role there's another verse later that's like that role could not have been filled by anyone but
0: god yeah because nobody can do that yeah nobody i don't care how many times like think about how many times moses interceded for the people even moses messed up a couple times he's not perfect he's mm-hmm. a man not to mention every levitical priest every single year
1: <laughs> made intercession <laughs>
0: yeah like there's there's nobody who can bring the right type of intercession but Mm -hmm. god and you know and i mean the whole i mean god the father god the son god the holy spirit i mean all of that yep that's what i mean because when i i'm telling you all every time i see that god be talking about he's bringing the salvation i'm like That's Jesus, and Jesus is the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. You -hmm. know? And the word was made flesh and
1: dwelt mm among us.
0: That's in John, y'all. That's Mm -hmm. in John, the gospel of John. Yeah, the
1: gospel of John is the only gospel that starts from before Jesus' birth.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait to discuss it. Oh, man. Um Yes, yes, yes. What did you think about, uh, since you had verse 16 too, what what are you thinking about that?
1: So, basically I wrote down the, it reminded me of the armor of God Mm -hmm. that we're supposed to put on, but it's slightly different. And um, this is what. What we now know is Jesus, this is what Jesus is, like, wrapped in, right? So, righteousness was his armor, salvation his helmet, vengeance his robe, and divine passion his cloak. And that divine passion just screamed John 3.16 to me. Like, mm-hmm. it was, mm, like, for God so loved. Like, that divine Passion, not just oh I like them sometimes or oh I love them like ooh Goo Goo Gaga I love them type no like this divine passion that I see you and nothing else like that amount of love oh my goodness I got goosebumps when I said that I'm trying Mm. my best not to cry but it's the cry 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 cry."
0: no. The audience wants the tear. No, because <laughs> <It's scary. laughs> no, if I start, I'm not going to stop.
1: Um, yeah. But just to know that when Christ died, he thought about me. I know. He thought about you. He thought about us. He had our face mm-hmm. and his divine passion is what led him to the cross.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to give you a way to get out of this nonsense.
1: Yeah,
0: he wants you to take it. He wants you to take the gift.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's passionate about it.
1: Yeah. Otherwise,
0: why would he do that? I mean, some people would say, "Well, he knew he was going to come back from the dead because he's God," and you know. But at the same, he still had to go through it. Mm-hmm. He still had to do it. He still had to bleed, die, get tortured. He felt it in his humanity. It still, yeah. it still, it still holds the same way, in, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm yeah and then um in 20 mm-hmm. they talk about that word the redeemer okay so we on the same page oh, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> i uh, wrote down the redeemer the uh isaiah 59 20 is the redeemer will come to zion and to those in jacob who turn from transgression right Mm-hmm. So, um, I wrote down, because this, this Redeemer word I love, and it kind of reminds me of how we learned about the Redeemer when we were reading. Ruth? Was it Ruth or Job? It was both. Oh, okay, in Sounds Job, like Kinsman it Redeemer was like, my Redeemer lives. And then in, in Ruth, we learned about what the Kinsman Redeemer's yeah. job was or whatever. So, um, I wrote down that Jesus is our near kinsman redeemer because he is he has added perfect humanity to his deity i was like what i was like wow he is my redeemer he's a human he's a human but he's god
1: your notes sound better than mine girl
0: this is a cop i be writing stuff down that i see i don't bring i don't uh I don't always. This is like a summary. That's that's from that's from the commentary girl. <laughs> you think you think <laughs> I didn't come up with that on my own? I learned that, and now you learning it too. You <laughs> oh, just stood out. Oh to my me. goodness! Yeah, my notes. Come on, y'all. You <laughs> I, I'm smart, but I'm smart because I learn from people. And I read yeah that's good <laughs> yeah 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 and then uh what was in 21 oh, why did i write that i oh, didn't write 21. a note for 21 but 21, i highlighted it because i got like on 21 like i got a lot do um, it do on, it because that was my 21, second 21. highlight it's a yellow highlight so you break it down
1: so before we get to 21 20 in my translation it said the Re- the redeemer will come to jerusalem to buy back Ooh. those in Israel who have turned from their sins. Mm. Mm. And Ooh, I, like I immediately I know yeah, I immediately wrote down the Redeemer has buying power. Yep.
0: And yep. like
1: whenever you're um like if you have a company and uh so the and they have shares it's a public it's public. And so um each person has shares of this company if you have more shares than someone else you have more buying power than the other person to purchase other shares of the company this is all ownership of a company and so to know that jesus's buying power was himself yeah. wrecked me <laughs> like it wrecked me completely like it wasn't like oh i'm i'm what I what I have <laughs> to offer in exchange is a thousand sheep, or what I have to offer in exchange is a building, or whatnot. Yeah, myself. yeah, something material or like yeah some kind of collateral. Like, like his buying power was himself, and that's how he could buy back Israel, and this was. Specific for me because I was like, oh, my goodness, like, this is not about the Gentiles. This is about Israel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The same buying power that we know of being Jesus on the cross is offered to Israel. Jesus is going to buy them back. And um a lot of Isaiah's prophecies are eschatological in nature in the sense of this is happening in the end times this is um a lot of this stuff is or hints at during the thousand year reign mm-hmm. um, so and it Christ, back and forth child. it's very confusing so a lot of this especially with the remnant coming together um uh Christ drawing all of his people um, from the outskirts of the world um, to live in, in essence, harmony. Um, This is a part of it. Like, he's buying all of them back. And uh, I'm excited to see what that looks like. Because, yeah, we're supposedly
0: coming back with him, but yeah anyway yeah. that's different that's you another, know you know different. we don't be we'd be like look is it is that the, are we getting that right i don't know there's another I don't period. know that we will be but, getting to that in september yeah but i will say
1: this is leading me to continue to believe that um the children of israel will still be on the earth but hey um i'm that it's developing is developing Mm
0: -hmm. um Um, i don't know i don't know i don't know are we still in 59
1: yes oh no you
0: got 21 yeah so this is about to say we ain't never gonna get out of isaiah (laughs) this this (laughs) is what i'm saying this is hard just as they because these are like
1: high messianic prophecies like these Mm -hmm. are the, the big ones these are the ones that people quote all the time Okay, so fifty nine twenty one. so God kind of teases the terms of the new covenant in Christ Jesus in 21, okay? So you have the old covenant, like I was mentioning before, you do, then God does. And then the new covenant here is God does and does some more, okay? So <laughs> it says, and this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. Them are the ones who have repented and been bought back by the redeemer because this is the verse right behind it so these are those who have repented of their sins sins, whatever right my spirit will not leave them and neither will these words i have given you so this reminds me of john 14 where um, jesus is telling them like all this i have spoken to you while i'm still with you but the advocate the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name will teach you all these things and will remind you of everything i have told you okay then the other part of the of 21 says that they will they will be on your lips meaning the words that i have given you will be on your lips and the lips of your children and your children's children forever i the lord have spoken this one right here got me um hebrews chapter 10 verses 15 through 17 it says the holy spirit also testifies to us about this first he says this is the covenant i will make with them after those days declares the lord i will put my laws in their hearts and inscribe them on their minds then he adds their sins and lawless acts will i will remember no more (sighs) i know i just said a lot however comma the new covenant God is going to write his laws on your heart and in your and in your mind so that they become a part of you it's not like his laws are over here I'm over I'm over here in two separate planes and it's like our relationship with God and our devotion to God causes us to obey his commandments. I mean, Jesus said it himself. He said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. This is how, because God has written them on our hearts and inscribed them in our minds. He's done the work. We just have to work it.
0: Work it.
1: Work it. Work
0: it. Work it. Work it. Work it. Work it. it. Okay, Isaiah, do you want to do Isaiah 60? I don't have any notes on Isaiah 60. Really, I do not. Actually, I probably oh. have highlights though. Girl, I went straight for the Messiah's Jubilee. That's fair. I was like, okay. Again, though, it's because usually I take too many notes, and I had to cut. I had to chop out things to for the for me thinking at the sake of time. But if you have sixty, I think you should talk about it. I will chime in. Um.
1: Okay, so for one thing, um I entitled this the Blessings of the New Covenant because this is following him teasing the new teasing about the new covenant. And um so for one thing, it says that the glory of the Lord will shine through God's church as a light to the nation. So it talks about them like the church being um a beacon of light and will bring God glory, right? Mm -hmm. So, obviously, we are the light of the world. Mm
0: -hmm. Like a city
1: on a hill cannot be hidden, right? Um, So, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So, it's not just that, like, we're going to look nice or have all the things and whatever it's our good works it's it's god's laws being played out in our lives that's going to give god glory and cause others to give god glory because they see it in us okay so um did you did you notice when it talked about midian where where um each time that i read through it
0: it was 60 verse 6 It's talking about how, like... Oh, yeah, I do see that. Mm -hmm. And then something from Sheba, too. Yes. So, excuse me. Basically,
1: in this new covenant, like, God's going to cause all of these nations to pour into Israel. um, So much so that, like, they'll have to keep all their doors open so that, like, you know, all their blessings could come in type deal. But I was like, "Midian isn't Midian destroyed already? When did Midian get destroyed like I thought was I thought it was a while back I thought that after it it was after Moses for sure, not directly after, but Midian
0: got destroyed now I can't remember that.
1: Cause I know for a fact Midian got destroyed. I just don't know if we've gotten to that yet. But Maybe not. The Midianites ha- like it. came enemies of God. Like they were like public enemy number one, um, and a half because other peoples was vying for that number one spot. But anyway, um, and so I was like Midian, like why out of all the places that that the prophet here could use. Um,
0: to... I think it was in numbers, according to Google. Is it numbers? All the so Midianite I... towns and camps were burnt, but does that mean it was completely destroyed? They could have rebuilt. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, Midian, the like Midian, the Midianites, eventually are completely destroyed. I read. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. but I don't know if it was that part that, or if it was later. Um. I'm horrible at dates. So don't ask me. Um, but yeah, so like these were like, the Midianites were known for being enemies of God because of their wickedness. I mean, um, they helped Moses in the beginning, but like after that, I mean, the Israelites were given over to the Midianites and then. Um when God delivered Israel, then he judged the Midianites. And so it was just this like, yeah. Um yeah. So I thought it was interesting that Midian was brought up and then Epha I had to look up. Epha is a son of Midian. So mm. um there's a certain generational aspect to this. Um, but basically like huge like huge caravan caravans of camels with with um this is a picture that's being painted. Huge caravans of, of camels with goods on their back um, will be brought into Israel. Um, and then the people of Sheba will bring gold and frankincense, and all will come worshiping the Lord. That's the important part. So at this point, a part of the covenant, now that um, Israel is a beacon of light, then people will come to glorify the Lord because they see their good works. Um mm-hmm. But when I looked up about Midian, it said Midian is a reminder that the Sovereign Lord is ruler over all his creation, even using evildoers to fulfill his plans.
0: Yeah.
1: um, I agree. So <laughs> literally all I wrote down next was God will cause even the wicked to bless you and their children.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There are many times you see God using the wicked in his plan. You see that in your in your daily life. Mm-hmm. Like they get used whether they like it or not.
1: Whether yeah. they believe
0: or not. They're they're you know. Yeah. If you part yeah. of the plan, you part of the plan.
1: That part. And it's like they call they were blessing they're called to bless Israel because they see the light and because they see the good works that Israel is um performing. And so like I mean, shoot. If you want to tie it into us, because you know everything's not about us. But hey, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What can you people. learn? It's not about yeah. you, but can you learn? Um, from it? Yeah, we were once enemies of God as Gentiles.
0: We were once enemies of God, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, y'all Gentiles. I don't know why y'all keep thinking y'all Jews, but that part. Side note, gotta make a TikTok about
1: that. So we were once enemies of God,
0: and now we're not. We've been grafted in, so.
1: Um. Yeah, I think that's
0: pretty much it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, there is some stuff I have highlighted in sixty, but when I was like making my notes, I was just like, "Is mm. it going to be necessary or not?" Like, I have like sixteen through like twenty highlighted, but yeah. Um, we're not gonna. Go yeah, ahead.
1: I have like twenty and twenty-two. It's like Israel's hope of glory, basically. It's just mm-hmm. you know,
0: yeah, and that's how I felt. I was like, it's a lot of the stuff we kind of have talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's go into sixty one. In um, I don't know if how it looks in everybody's translation, but in my translation, it, it starts. The title is Miss, the Messiah's Jubilee, mm. and I am on like the second and third highlight in this <laughs> in this one. because yeah. whoo, whoo, oh my oh, just yeah. the way it starts. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Come on. it's on on me because the lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor Mm.
1: he sent
0: me to heal the brokenhearted yep to proclaim liberty to the captives yep and freedom to the prisoners talk to him to proclaim the year of the lord's favor and the day of our god's vengeance to comfort all who mourn I'm going to keep going to provide for those who mourn in Zion Mm -hmm. to give them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, festive oil instead of mourning and splendid clothes instead of despair. And they will be called righteous trees planted by the Lord to glorify him. Mm -hmm. Yo, that is one of the best passages in the Bible. Literally. And it was so
1: good that Jesus hit the remix in the new Testament. He picked up Isaiah in the synagogue, and was like, "Yes, <clears throat> eh, 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 eh. the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has
0: anointed me <laughs> yes. to
1: all the things."
0: Yes, the, is that the one that was in Luke? Is that Luke, the one when he was like a kid? Uh huh. Yes, and then when he finishes reading it, he's like, "And this has been fulfilled in your hearing." <laughs> that part. He was like,
1: and "Mic drop." That's me and Mind that's on drive. fulfillment
0: and that's on the fulfillment of scripture period
1: yo I think that's the title
0: of this video well, um, is that a, and that's on the fulfillment of scripture
1: yes let me write that down so I don't forget. fire please because i will definitely forget that <laughs> um yes literally yes um as soon as i read it i was like jesus said this so i had to look To see where he said it, because I know for a fact he did. Um, Yes,
0: he did. He did, and yes, yeah. That's a that's a great moment, and I just love that. This is the thing. This is one of those scriptures again that you know, if you were raised in a household where like your mom listens to a lot of Christian music or gospel music and you've heard certain songs they talk about god giving you beauty for ashes when you're yeah. a little kid you're just singing right you're just singing along with crystal lewis and, and uh and bbwhite it's like yeah he gave me beauty for ashes you know you right. know what i'm and then you read this and your mind explodes and you're like this. yeah because i did just just talk it. About- they didn't make up those words no they did they, they read the bible
1: bro i was like wow that's so poetic <laughs> Like, right. it's, bible. it's but- the bible
0: it's the bible
1: I just thought about this because i because i would kind of hear beauty for ashes but I, ashes but also i would hear like uh beauty for mourning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but like ashes <laughs> was a symbol of mourning that yeah like, that was a whole ritual so for yeah. you to get beauty which is literally the opposite it's like when When you mourn, you're in sackcloth and ashes, literally, in a burlap sack, um, like, not brushing your hair, not doing anything, but mourning for an extended amount of time, and then once that time is up, then you go and get dressed. And whoo, like, Mm let me, let me not, let me not run around my room,
0: um, (laughs) The YouTube audience wants to see Vic run around her room.
1: Y'all, <laughs> y'all, caveat, I got delivered this past week. So my relationship with God is just different. I
0: was now. wondering if you was gonna tell the people.
1: that this is gonna have to be a whole nother video because yeah, I yeah. don't I don't want people to be all up in the comment section not talking about the point of this video. Um True, true, true but yeah so <laughs> god delivered me on some things and my relationship with him is just <laughs> it's different y'all it's on
0: another level it's different
1: <laughs> um so yeah like you once you're done morning you go and get dressed you clean yourself off you care about yourself like you care about what you're wearing now <laughs> like yeah, so beauty for ashes is literally the opposite of mourning.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, you know what else you wouldn't understand, like, say, like, like I, I was talking about the songs, right, and you were like, oh, well, you, you just don't realize the scripture. If you ever hear the, this scripture just, like, by itself, you don't understand the ashes part because you don't understand the context of when people were mourning, when people were going through it, when people were in anguish, they put ashes on their head. hmm Like, to, to to symbolize that they were in mourning mm-hmm. or distress. So once you know that and then you read that, it's just like. It's, yeah. And
1: then you get a cool crown of beauty to even talk yeah. about going on your head. You get a crown of beauty mm-hmm. to replace the ashes that you placed on your head. Oh, God is so good. Yeah. Um. So I have verse 10 next. And then that's it. Verse ten,
0: Warfare. verse ten, verse ten. I also have verse ten. Do I have a note on it though? Um, I don't know what I have a note on there, but I do have a note that says, "Oh wait, I have more notes." Oh, huh, interesting. <laughs> um, I do have a note that says the Messiah announces that he is here to fix the damage that sin brings. Mm, that's the good. sin sin impoverishes you sin breaks your heart and sin holds you captive that's why people when they say they've been saved or when they say they found freedom they it's not just a buzzword they are free they feel free from something that was holding them captive (laughs) like yeah like they're and and sometimes you get freedom from certain things at different times but either way it's freedom like you are free from something that was literally holding you bound and you felt bound everybody i think has felt that like people it's it's a new saying right now right like oh this got a chokehold on me and it's a funny saying but some stuff really got a chokehold on people it really got a chokehold on you and you can't stop it you can't get away from it and you want to it's like like drug addicts you ever seen a um i'm a very big documentary nerd I used to watch a lot of documentaries on uh people who like drug abuse and things like that, because I thought I was gonna be a drug counselor. Um, and like heroin addicts, they don't want to do heroin. They be crying. They be like, oh, I really don't want to do it, but the feeling that they get without doing, it's like it's it's like a mind like like it's holding them captive. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. When you learn how to breathe in
1: a chokehold, you almost forget that you can breathe deeply.
0: Whoa. Ooh, that's a good that's that's a quote right there. You better put that on a put that up on the wall. <laughs> like that's the epitome of how I felt. <laughs> like Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, you I, yeah. That, it's
0: like when somebody tell you to put your shoulders down and you don't realize that you've been tense for so long and then you finally put your shoulders down to sit back and, and straighten and relax your neck.
1: And you're like, oh, my gosh, I did not know I was holding that much. <laughs> like, goodness, yeah. I feel yeah. so much lighter. Like, I didn't know I felt heavy. But
0: now. But now ooh, I'm I floating. Wave. I'm out here yeah. floating. That that happened for me. I went to this conference. It was called Freedom. And I would do it again. Every, like, when you left there, you felt like you were floating lighter. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was. I mean, that I can't even describe it to you. One day I have to describe how it was. It was like, it was a lot of prayer going on. Mm-hmm. It was like prayer every like 30 minutes for something <laughs> different. It was, it was amazing. Um, I like that. what else do I have for 61? Cause I do have something um, for 10. Hold on. Let me see. Oh, nothing really. We, we already kind of talked about it.
1: Um, um what's 10? So, so he talked. So this is about Jesus saying that, um, I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord of in the Lord, my God, for he has dressed me with the clothing of salvation and draped me in a robe of righteousness. I am like a bridegroom dressed for his wedding or a bride with her jewels. And uh, it reminded me of the verse prior where. Uh, so this is about us being clothed in salvation and the rope and getting the robe of righteousness. Mm-hmm. But jesus his robe was vengeance so that our robe could be righteousness oh wow Mm -hmm. and salvation and righteousness are clothes that are given they're not earned Mm -hmm. they're given as gifts and christ's robe avenging avenging us basically
0: like against the devil him taking yeah because he's been causing trouble since the beginning of the
1: yeah time. um like jesus is my avenger
0: okay mm, yes um, avengers end game bible edition
1: there you go literally because like jesus is in game okay yeah like
0: for real in real life like, in real life though
1: <laughs> like in real life like y'all are sad about tony stark well uh jesus rose from the dead so Thanos Who. But anywho. Um, so yeah. That was it. That's all I have.
0: <laughs> well, okay. Uh, let me see. I don't think I have any notes for 62. I have highlights. I don't, I don't, I don't have either. notes. Um, 63. Know. Let me think. I have... Only thing I wrote down was, and I must just think I know what I was going to say because I have 7 through 11 written down. Um, it is speaking of like God's faithful love and remembering
1: what uh-huh. grace is. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> I, no, I'm no, I'm so serious. Like I'm, I'm remembering remembering that section, and it's so sweet. Like, yeah, it is.
0: It, it it's like really nice. Like, and like, like I'm
1: over here thinking about the beginning section where it's like this is the connection between uh, the crushing of grapes.
0: Oh yeah, wine and, and the pouring out of blood. Yeah, because the beginning is the Lord's day of vengeance.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the thinking beginning of like, Jesus' robe being vengeance, vengeance so we can have a robe of righteousness. Yeah. It goes
0: straight, into, the straight
1: into, well, chapter later, goes yeah. into this where he's talking about, well, like, um, who are you? And he's like, I am the one... I I am the one that saves, like me and only mm-hmm. me. And then they're at, like the the prophet is asking the Lord, like why why are your clothes red, and mm-hmm. is, the bottom of his of his robe is stained red with blood. Um, and we know this because this is a nod to when Jesus comes back in Revelation. Um, is Revelation nineteen verse 13 it says he wore a robe dipped in blood and his title was the word of god which duh, his word and then verse 15 it says from his mouth came a sharp sword to strike down the nations he will rule them with an iron rod he will release the fierce wrath of god the almighty like juice flowing from a wine press oh wow so, I know, right?
0: And that's in chapter in in, in verse two in sixty three. It talks about oh the wine a wine press too. In, exactly. In three. Yep. First of all, I just want to take a, a quick, quick note about how good John be writing. But that's all I have to say, bro. Y'all read. <laughs> you read Revelation, you might be confused, but you'll be like, that was real good. I don't know what just happened, but it was so good. And you read Listen. the Gospel of John, so good. But yeah, okay, sorry, y'all. so good. So good, um, so
1: good, so good. and also this treading of the wine press um jesus here says that like i'm the only one that's been treading on this wine on this wine press like i've been doing it alone and wine press <laughs> <You're> doing it. <laughs> but if, if but if the if the wine press is judgment then we can see that the work of judgment is christ's alone yeah and so like the ultimate judgment is 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 in god's hands it's not any of us it's not like we're not out here saying oh you're going to hell you're going to hell you're going to hell like christ is doing it by himself and he holding it down like p.o.p. hold it down
0: holding it down hold it Um, down um but yeah, at the end it was just, yeah, it's I don't have that much to say. But it's like 63 goes from like vengeance to then God being like, but let's talk about grace though.
1: Let's talk about <laughs> grace,
0: baby. Don't don't let's forget that baby. I um I do have grace for you, peeps. Um so we move on to 64. 64, what do I have? I have um the exile's prayer, which is like um and my bible did not call it the exiles prayer but it was called the exiles prayer on uh the enduring word commentary and i was like oh interesting hmm. yeah so oh, I get...
1: makes sense. yeah what?
0: because this was about i have four through 11. Mm. um it i guess it was all i wrote down was like there's no one like god he is faithful even when we are not mm. we are unclean yep and we are the clay and god is the potter and I mean, when you when I hear stuff like that, he we are the clay. He's the potter. The clay can't do nothing without the potter, at all. The, the, the clay, clay can't even no get purpose. into the shape. It has nothing. It's nothing. The clay has no purpose. The clay has no
1: vision. The clay has no meaning
0: <laughs> without the potter. The potter is who forms the purpose and gives it a purpose. Yeah, it forms you in this. If a a potter forms a clay pot and says you are a pot now, you hold water. That's what you do. A potter forms a vase, you hold something else. Like, that's that's your purpose.
1: And then on top of that, a potter will never form something without the purpose in mind. Pottery always has purpose. Even if it's a paperweight. Yeah, that's true.
0: That's true. None That's of us are
1: here true. formed as clay <laughs> with no purpose. I agree. Um, In verse 7, it says, yet no one calls on my name. This is basically the verse before it is like we're sinful people and we're imperfect and, and, and impure and infected with sin. And uh, we're trash. Everything's trash. And that again. Right. Right. Um, yet no one calls on your name, meaning the Lord, and pleads with you for mercy. Therefore, you have turned away from us and turned us over to our sins. To tack on at the beginning, if you're still
0: listening, <laughs> it's all coming together. Oh yeah, because the Bible explains itself. Okay. It does it does you just have to read the whole thing that's why we tell people you got to read all of that because otherwise um, some stuff don't make sense if you only read one part but chapter 65 chapter 65
1: got me in my gut and yeah i have
0: um, more notes there mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like
1: mm-hmm. i don't have any notes other than pure conviction oh
0: well i mean we love conviction
1: like i got to get my house in order
0: conviction um yeah. uh
1: yeah i just have highlighted 1 through 5 uh
0: Can i, I also it? do i wrote down i feel like 65 is good news for um the gentiles because and this is why because i wrote down the jewish exiles in babylon cuz this is talking about when they're, they're in exile, right? Those Jewish exiles, they were examples of those who did ask for the Lord, but they would not find him because for the most part, they sought him insincerely. Because, you know, they was playing, they was playing with God. Yet God would be found by those who did not seek him, namely the Gentiles. Hmm. mm hmm mm-hmm. But yes, I also had, um, one through five what disturbed me and i didn't i don't know um really much deep into it but how the people were continuously angering god by like sacrificing and like worshiping idols or whatever but they were sitting among graves that's weird This just weird b- behavior the guy lesion
1: the guy who had the lesion was just hanging out in the graveyard mm-hmm. like that's where he lived like he had a whole house but dude was there
0: yeah shackled <laughs> in the graveyard mm-hmm. and that goes again the command of not um co- having any contact with the dead, which is in yeah, numbers so amazing. they just straight wilding out you know mm-hmm. you know how they do but what got me was the yet
1: they say to each other don't come too close or you will defile me. I'm holier than thou. These people are a stench in my nostrils, an acrid smell that never goes away. Mm. Wow. Um. Personally, I'm in a moment in my life where I'm renouncing anything that is not of God. Um, mm-hmm. And so this kind of just like gripped me in my soul because I was like, oh my goodness, like I have an entire a brand that is built on sharing the gospel and this um, possible idol worship in my life, it was still very prevalent. And God said, uh, you can pick. It's on you. Wow. So yeah, this guy, (coughs) um, because I don't want to be a stench in God's nostrils. Right? Not the one that won't go away.
0: I, you know, yeah, I don't want to, but, happy. but though, like we've said before, these people were a stench in God's nostrils, because this is like talking, I feel like this is talking about them in that time, mm-hmm. and they did not have Jesus, right, so when he right. looked at them, he was like, you are dirty and disgusting. When right. he looks at us, it's not exactly the same. He does want us to repent. He does want us to come to him. But when, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when he sees you, he sees Jesus. He sees himself. Right. He's like you know, you know what I mean. So, but, but I still get the. It's, the, it's still the good sentiment. It's still like you yeah. don't want to be doing stuff. That's still a great imagery. Who wants to right. pinch yeah, no. in God's nostrils that cannot go out?
1: Yeah. Um. You can't serve two masters you, you sure serve can. Christ, then you serve Christ. It's very hard to you do serve that. these idols you, you will not then succeed serve these idols. you can't sit at the table of God and also sit at the table of demons mm. the, the 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 twain don't the,
0: yeah, I don't even don't. know
1: why you would want to. It's not as, easy at both as tables it's i not mean as, I'm not
0: saying like. Like, oh, I'm so perfect. I'm so holy. I'm this, I'm that. But I mean, I as far know. as like literal demons, like you, you, I'm talking about people who dip and dabble, like, like Israel was doing. Israel mm-hmm. was not just rejecting God. Like, I don't want to talk to God at all. They were that's mixing God with yeah. other practices, which people do now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: To me, that's when you're trying to sit at two tables. Right. That's too um, much now it's gotten a
1: lot more sneaky and there's there's a lot of deception going on um when these like when this account it was them making the choice like they consciously chose to do all of these things multiple times um and now it's like am i actually conscious in doing this i definitely thought that this was okay um yeah it's just when it hits you're just like you know what lord i repent i don't want anything to do with that because i don't want to be sitting trying to sit at both tables and we'll always come up short
0: yeah um yeah you you can't do it both it's very it's like you'll drive yourself nuts trying to like you said try to serve two masters it's not going to work for you just just please don't 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 um My next note I have written down uh is 65, 17 through 25. Okay. Um and this this, huh? I'm still at 65. This was this was about um the ultimate answer to the problem of sin. And this Mm. is like the new heaven and new earth situation. Mm -hmm. Oh, this this chapter was a lot for me, y'all, because Mm -hmm. it was just a lot. It was like something is after the millennium, then something is before. So let let me let me go to scripture really really quick so I can just know what I was talking about. So in sixty five seventeen he's like, "For I will create new heavens and a new earth. The past events will not be remembered or come to mind. Then be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. For I will I will create Jerusalem to be a joy and its people a delight." Right. So this part, according to my research. That's from Magic School Bus, if y'all didn't know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it takes place after the millennium, which is the thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ. And the earth and the sky will be gone, and then there will be a new heaven and new earth, right? But then you go to 20. Yo. And 20 is talking about something else. 20 is talking about, okay, in the commentary, they were talking about the difference between the millennial earth which is the new heaven and new earth and the eternal state and i was actually confused because it's saying well, let me see it was saying that um let me see let me what did i write down because it started talking about what john said in revelation right in revelation 20 11 through 15 mm-hmm. and that this is connected with the eternal state not the millennial earth I was just like okay explain what what is
1: the eternal state?
0: That's what I don't know. That's what I was hoping oh, to no. ask. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but what I do know, this is what I know. Cuz we don't have a lot of time, but what I know is in 65:17 it's talking about um, after like it's, it's talking about the new earth, but then when you go down to 20 It's talking about before that. And it's in the same chapter, which is why my mind exploded. So,
1: like, during the thousand-year reign?
0: I think 20 is about. uh, So 17 was after the thousand-year reign. Yeah, maybe 20 is during.
1: Because that would add up to the wolf and the lamb will feed together. Remember when Mm
0: -hmm. it was, like,
1: earlier in Isaiah when I talked about it?
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah,
1: so, um, yeah, so that would, that would track. That would, that would go Yeah, that's what, okay, so that, but I don't years. know
0: why they call it the eternal state. Maybe that's just like, um, I don't know. No, because during the millennial reign, that is the new heaven and new earth, correct? Mm-mm. So he's going to create a new heaven and new earth after he mm-hmm. reigns. Okay, okay, well, yeah, then that makes sense. Then. Okay, I got it. I got it.
1: Because I think um, after the thousand years is the war, and then uh, that's when Satan is put mm-hmm. into the, yeah. Fi- yeah, the fire. It, I
0: also wrote that it's like, Isaiah is in the prophetic habit of switching quickly from one time to another, which I just want to, like, if you haven't read Isaiah yet, I just want you, if you're listening, I just want you to know that he switches a lot and I would definitely read this book with some study material because this is
1: the epitome because you know all uh, all God's word is God breathed and God inspired Um but this is like the epitome of God being the beginning of the end
0: <laughs> yeah
1: he is in eternity so he's when just he's talking, talking about everything time, mm-hmm. he's always talking about right now <laughs>
0: Yeah, but right now to him
1: Yeah, right now to him (laughs) So like when Isaiah is writing this stuff Getting it from the Lord God's just talking
0: Yeah, he's just telling them everything That relates to that subject Is right now Yeah, 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 yeah But if you find out what the eternal state is I'll tell you this, the eternal state Oh no, I, I flipped it, my bad It says This is from enduring work that the eternal state is Isaiah sixty five seventeen, and that the millennial earth is Isaiah sixty five twenty through twenty five. So maybe I had to switch. My bad. I'm sorry if I confused you, because I'm confused too. Wait. So yeah. So it's during the thousand years. Yeah, but I I said, said it right. wrong at first. I said it. I think I said it a, a different earlier. Oh. I think I did. Well, I understood it correctly then. Well, good job. Okay, on to sixty six. As we're past an hour now, and we do want to yeah. talk about some of these kings. Yeah. Um, what's great. happened in sixty six? And that will be the a end lot. of Isaiah. It's okay though. There is a lot. I have notes. I think I do. Yeah, it's okay though. Oh, it it's is. A- <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. We, but we, it's. We, the, I mean, it has to be good. It's the conclusion. He had to, you know, hit hit you hard because I literally have like one. Through four highlighted, I think, and then more later. But you you had the sermon. What you had in 66? I don't have no sermon for 66. Oh.
1: (laughs) Okay, what did I write down?
0: Oh, I don't know what this scripture, what scripture I wrote this down from, but I have a note that says, we may want to serve God, but we want to serve him in our way. We may want to build God something, but what can we build that is worthy of God? Oh, I think that was because... It's in three. Yes, because it was like... Um, when they
1: sacrifice a lamb, it's as though they sacrifice the dog. And when they bring an offering of grain, they might mm-hmm. as well offer it to offer the blood of a pig. when they yeah. burn And then also,
0: this, yeah. when they were like, where could you possibly build a house for me? And where would the rest be placed? Like, what one. possibly can can even, like, you know... What can hold him? What, like, we want to build a church. Because yeah. Like, that's how we think that we should worship God. But God can even be contained in that church. So it's really. When we they were well like, going. Let, let the me open build field. you a
1: house. You're building me one. I want to build you a house. And yeah. God's like, my hands have made both heaven and earth. <laughs> they and everything in them are mine. Yeah, like, I what appreciate house? the sentiment,
0: but no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's cool. Thanks. Work, bro. <laughs> like, like we y'all could just gather in the field and worship me there. I'm, I'll meet you there, you know? Like, like not that I think Kanye West is like a pillar of, 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 of a Christian man. I think he's a Christian, but I think he struggles like the rest of us. But when he has his Sunday services, they started out in the field. They was just out in the grass yeah. having church. Mm-hmm. We don't need no building. It, can, he, it cannot even contain him anyway. Um, like telling Steve Jobs, I can make you a phone. It's like, okay, thanks.
1: Like a rotary phone? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, What else do I have? My next note, uh, in 66, 12 to 13, it was saying uh, something about giving peace like a river, and I just thought about the song again. The song that's like, I got peace like a river. That one. And I'll probably sing it in a very sing-songy kid way because it's on um, my child's uh, whatever (laughs) he's been listening to lately. And it's always stuck in my head. But I was like, oh, cool. Um, I was like, I can teach Omari the scripture one day that God will make peace flow to her like a river and the wealth Mm -hmm. of nations like a flood. Um, I think my next note is the end, I think 23 through 24. Yeah. That's my next note. And that was all I had. Okay. The next note, 66, 23 to 24 is describing God's ultimate triumph, right? Mm-hmm. Um, So it's all humanity will come to worship me. From one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, says the Lord. As they leave, they will see the dead bodies of those who have rebelled against me. For their worm will never die, their fire will never go out, and they will be a horror to all humanity. So this basically is talking about when, you know, when every nation will bow, every tongue will confess, right? But some the people who rejected God, right, they're going to be where the um, the worm will never die and the fire will never go out. And we cuz I'm saying we. Mm-hmm. The people who who um you will you will see them. You will see the dead bodies of those who have rebelled. You will see the people who and I don't know what she'll be feeling but you will be able to see it.
1: I'm not trying to be like you,
0: mama. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. But yeah. So um Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. God has an ultimate plan to reach the nations, and it is seen in the ultimate fulfillment in Revelation 5, 9 through 10. Yep. God will eventually, everybody will eventually know the truth, and that's all I will Mm -hmm. say about that. You know, everybody's like, how do you know, how do you know? Well, I don't know, but I know we will all eventually know the truth because that's, I think that's just just what I believe. That's what I I I really believe that. And I don't care what you what you believe, what you want to know, what you what you mm-hmm. what, all your logic and philosophy. I don't care. Even Isaiah know.
1: Isaiah prophesies about ships that will come from beyond. To, well, that will come from the outskirts, being led by Tarshish. Which, if you remember from Jonah, Tarshish is literally like the furthest away from Israel, even further from Nineveh. But that's a different story.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's like. If they're led by Tarshish, and Tarshish is already, like, forever away, yeah, yeah. God is calling, is drawing all men to mm-hmm. unto him. Mm-hmm. And
0: why wouldn't mm-hmm. um, he? Okay, our next segment is, uh, we're going to talk about, we're going go to go into 2 Kings 21, slash 2 Chronicles 33, which is about king manasseh now i almost put king manasseh in um the intercessory prayer because he was really wilding out but then he kind of got his life together so um here we go let me give you a quick rundown on king manasseh so king manasseh was king in judah Mm -hmm. he became king at 12 years old and he reigned for 55 years king manasseh did what was evil in the lord's sight he rebuilt so okay this is Hezekiah's son, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so. Y'all remember Hezekiah tore down all the stuff, right? He tore everything yeah. down, all the idol worship stuff. King Manasseh said, "Hold my beer." So, <laughs> uh, he he rebuilt the high places that his father Hezekiah destroyed and reestablished the altars for Baal. He made an Asherah. He bowed and worshiped to all the stars in the sky and served them. He built altars in the Lord's temple. He built altars to all the right? stars in the sky. Oh, in both courtyards of the Lord's temple, he sacrificed. Second uh, Kings twenty one says that he sacrificed his son in the fire, but in Second Chronicles thirty three it says he passed his sons through the fire. So again, plural. I don't know why Chronicles always pluralizes it. Maybe because they're just like he he was in common practice of this. Mm-hmm. Um. He practiced witchcraft and divination. He consulted mediums and spiritists, and he shed so much innocent blood. This this is what the Bible says, that Jerusalem could be filled with it. That's like, you know, like a metaphor, but that's how he was killing people. And I also want to know, if he became king at 12, when did he start doing all this nonsense? Was it at 12 or was it at like 30 because he reigned for 55 years? Like, was he like a good kid for a second? Like, who knows? (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, so due to all this evil, right, the Lord pronounced, uh, judgment on them, right?
1: Yeah. So,
0: um, after that, uh, oh, okay. So this is how he brings judgment on them. He brings the military of Assyria against them, right? They capture Manasseh with hooks. They bind him with hooks, with bronze shackles, and they take him to Babylon, I think this is like before the real Babylon captivity. Mm -hmm. He took him to Babylon and then when he was in distress, he sought the favor of the Lord. He earnestly humbled himself before God. Um, He prayed and God was actually receptive to his prayer. And he granted his request and he brought him back to Jerusalem. And Manasseh he came to know the Lord eventually. So that's pretty cool, I think. Um... Then he dies. (laughs) Then he dies. Oh, this is what I was saying earlier. Uh, Manasseh died. I thought that Josiah was Manasseh's son. No. Manasseh dies, and then King Amon becomes king. Unless Josiah was also Manasseh's son. But Amon becomes king. But he was also evil. And he did not repent. At all, but he only reigned two years, and then his servants conspired against him um and killed him, yeah, mhm and then the um the people the common people they killed the conspirators, and then Josiah becomes king. that's how it is that's that's, no that's what it was. there was a king in between there. It's just not very long, yeah, and I'm trying to figure out didn't they conspire against um amon because a i i thought did amon kill his daddy or am i not remembering that right maybe i remember I, I don't remember i'm like i did I not write it. that down but i'm like why are they conspiring against him what was the beef why did they do that let me see real quick let me look at chronicles because they got they got more uh they got more details no I think he just I don't know He just died um but yeah that was uh so we want to talk about King Josiah now is that what we're doing or no what are we doing I mean we can that was basically that's the story in in um in what did I say it was Second Kings 21 and 2 Chronicles 33. Oh, do we want to talk about Nahum and and Zephaniah rather quickly? She doesn't want to do it. We also read Nahum and and Zephaniah. I'm not going to just breeze past it because we both read it and we were both like, we have no idea what we just read. And what's crazy is I read both books already and I still, I was looking at those pages. I text Vic this week and I said, you would think I never read that before because I don't know what, what, I just read. I have no idea, but we did read it, and since that we're not gonna do any breakdowns on it, um, I do want to give you the fun facts. I'm giving them the fun facts. Okay. Uh, but but were we done with Second Kings twenty mm-hmm. one? Okay. All right. Nahum. Fun facts. Rather quickly. Um, Nahum the Elkoshite um, was the author of Nahum. The date is before the fall of Nineveh in 612 B.C., um, and sometimes, sometime after the destruction of Thebes, whatever that is. The background, the Ninevites in Jonah's time had repented, but now Nineveh's leaders had resumed their wicked actions. So God called Nahum to reaffirm God's coming judgment. So uh, it's another prophet going back to Nineveh after Jonah already got swallowed by the well and did all that stuff and got mad. So, okay. So I was Jonah's
1: wondering if it was if it was Jonah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is after Jonah's time, but I feel like they didn't they learned their lesson for a second, but not forever. So it was Jonah's work feud out. I'm not sure. Um the audience was uh, Nahum wrote this prophecy to Nineveh and Judah for very different reasons. Um, Nahum was a comfort to Judah, but he was pronouncing judgment against Nineveh for all things that they had done to Judah. Um uh, so this was like a good book for for Judah. Um, uh, and yeah, the reason was the judgment of Nineveh and to bring comfort to to Judah. Like I said, Zephaniah, fun facts. Uh, Zephaniah is written by the prophet Zephaniah. And this said that he is the great, great grandson of King Hezekiah. I wrote, I, I read that in either my I Bible notes or on one of my other notes, but I was like, oh, how, how, how interesting. Okay. Um, Zephaniah's ministry was during the reign of King Josiah. Uh, before the major religious reforms were approximately 640 to 621 B.C. Uh, The audience is the southern kingdom of Judah. And the reason he wrote this was to warn the people of the coming day of the Lord and the judgment that comes along with it. But are we going to give you any of our highlights? No, because we're going to run out of time, and we didn't understand what we read, and we're going to move on to King Josiah. (laughs) I just didn't want people to blame no. it to be like, what happened to Nahum and Zephaniah? Not that I mean, I don't know if anybody would have said that, but they might. Um. Okay. So I love this story. Um, so we're moving on to 2 Kings twenty-two through twenty-three, and then Second Chronicles thirty-four through thirty-five. Again, same story. Okay. Same story. So our guy Josiah becomes king. As we know, the common people placed him. In there, he was eight years old, and he reigned 31 years. Josiah thanked the Lord. He was the king of Judah. I don't know if I said that. Not Israel. I don't know if we're going to hear about Israel anymore, but we're talking about Judah now. Um <clears throat> He did what was right in the Lord's sight. He started seeking the Lord um somehow. Somehow, maybe he just felt a calling or the Lord was stirring his heart, but Josiah started being like, you know, forget how his daddy raised him. He started wanting to seek the Lord of his ancestor, David. So he starts to repair the temple in the 18th year of his reign. Right. Mm -hmm. During, during the time that they're repairing the temple, they're taking all the silver and stuff out the temple, giving it to the people who are working on the temple. Right. They find the book of the law written by Moses. And this shows me that y'all are so far gone they y'all have lost the bag. y'all have lost the book of Moses. It's like sitting under rubble and and papers and y'all nobody's touched it. Nobody has touched the law of Moses. Nobody's touched it. It's like At back all. in a closet somewhere. That's that's wild to me. So when he finds it or whatever. Uh, well, though no, he doesn't find it the the people who are doing the work or whatever he's yeah. like and secretary. They're bringing or whatever it to him like,
1: like um, here's uh the law, I don't know what you
0: wanna do with it. He said, read that thing, read they it part
1: right <laughs> like, I mean, what do you mean? what do you wanna do with it?
0: <laughs> yes, yes, so they read it right? Oh actually, no, does he read it first? Yes, he does, they read it because then. King Josiah, he tears his clothes because that's, you know, that's like the symbol of like, I'm in distress. I can't believe I've been living like this. He tears his clothes that's and all and he tells them, he's like, I need you to inquire of the Lord for me. Because, again, back then, it's not like us now where we can inquire of the Lord ourselves. They, you know, they they use prophets and, and things of that nature. So he's like, go and inquire of the Lord for me and for the people of Judah. So they go talk to this lady actually a prophetess named Hulda. she was wife of Shalom don't know who Shalom is but she was the prophetess who had the answers okay period they go to her and they're like hey we found this book um Josiah he 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 tear his clothes he feel like we all doomed because we've been tripping tell us what's up she's like actually you are doomed she prophesized judgment on those fools, and but the prophecy of judgment. So this is like the coming judgment that we know is going to happen. I, I'm thinking this is probably going to be the exile and stuff, maybe, probably, or is this like the ultimate judgment that she's prophesying? I couldn't. I
1: didn't,
0: tell. I'm yeah. You know, I couldn't I, tell I, either, and I didn't. I didn't dive that deep into it. it sounded but I was like,
1: like, it. But it sounded like the final judgment. But I
0: right. I didn't exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like she prophesied that the judgment was coming to on Judah due to, like, everything that had been going on. All the things that Judah had been doing to anger the Lord, judgment was coming. But she said, um, well, the Lord said through her, um, the judgment was not going to come in Josiah's lifetime because he had humbled himself before the Lord. And, like, God saw all that. God knew that he was seeking him honestly even before he found the, the book of the law. And then when he heard the book of the law, he was like, he was just so distressed that he was like, I can't, I just, I can't believe it. Like, I think he was really like, I can't believe we've been living like this. So Holda, I think I pronounced her name right. She's like, y'all, y'all have abandoned the Lord. So, you know, just, just get ready. Um, what happens after that? So after that, Josiah is like, we gotta renew our covenant with the Lord. So uh, they renew the covenant because now I think the temple has been rebuilt mm-hmm. and everything like that. Uh, Josiah is like, let's read the Book of the Law. I gotta remind y'all, y'all people. So they start reading the the uh, Word, mm-hmm. and everybody's hearing. And let me see. And he reestablishes the covenant. Yeah. As other people. I feel like Hezekiah tried to do that too. And these fools just. Right. Because it was
1: Hezekiah that tried to do Passover
0: that time. Right? Yeah. But he did it wrong. But then Josiah does Passover again. Mm -hmm. But what's funny is. um, in it might be in 2 Chronicles. But they say how Josiah's Passover was like a Passover nobody had ever seen. Ever in life. So his outdid Hezekiah's. And he actually did it right. I think it doesn't talk, well at least it doesn't talk about how like it was really supposed to be on the third day but was yeah. on the fourth day. Like, it, you know they were like just doing it all wrong. Yeah. This one sounded a little bit more um, put together um, and then also King Josiah, he, he tore down all the idol worship stuff. He was burning it he was throwing it in the valley grinding things to dust I mean he was not playing I love him. I love that name, too. I almost named Omari Josiah. But oh, wow. Fun yeah, I did. I did. Um, but then, yeah, I let his father name him, but I still like his name. His name means God is exalted, so it's cool. Um, But, yeah, yeah. What else do I have to say about King Josiah? Let me see. Let me see. Just know, King Josiah was a real one. At least he tried to be. But let me tell you about how he died, though. Did you read about how he died? Josiah, just... Bruh, he died. Okay, so it's second kings, right? Uh-huh. And I'm going to try to wrap this up because we're at almost an hour and a half. Um, okay, <laughs> so Josiah is doing good, right? Mm-hmm. The, the pharaoh, king of Egypt, marches up to help the king of Assyria at the Euphrates River. And King Josiah goes out to confront him. Right. And Mm -hmm. um, and when and okay. And when Necho saw him, he killed him. Necho was the Pharaoh. That was his name. Right. So this is this is the account in Second Kings that is just like Josiah went out there to confront him and he and he gets like he gets shot and dies or whatever. Yeah. Right. And it's like from Megiddo, his servants carried his dead body in a chariot and brought him to Jerusalem. Okay. Fast forward. Right. Because then when I read Second Chronicles, I'm like well, this is giving me a whole different story. So, in 2 Chronicles, it's different. Because in 2 Chronicles, the Pharaoh acts like God has sent him. And he ain't trying to have no beef with with Josiah. So, let me read you the 2 Chronicles. Okay, Josiah had prepared for the temple. King Necho of Egypt marched up to fight at Karshemesh by the Euphrates. It doesn't say that he marched up to fight against... Him, it just says that he he went up to fight. And Josiah went out to confront him. But Necho said, sent messages to him saying, What is the issue between you and me, king of Judah? I have not come against you today, but I am fighting against, against another dynasty. God told me to hurry. Stop opposing God who is with me. Don't make him destroy you. But Josiah did not turn away from him. Instead, in order to fight with him, he disguised himself. He did not listen to Necho's words from the mouth of God but went to the valley of Megiddo to fight. The archer shot King Hosiah, and he said to his servants, take me away, for I am severely wounded. So his servants took him out of the war chariot, carried him to a second chariot, and brought him to Jerusalem. Then he died. That's a different story. It's the same story, but it's different. One story is, this guy was helping Assyria, so I went to co- confront him, and when I went out, yeah. he killed me. And this story is... uh. God told you to chill, and you didn't, and you died. Because it doesn't, because it says, because you know, because at first I was like, why is the Pharaoh saying God is is with him, right? Because I'm like, is he, is he telling the truth? But then when the author says he did not listen to Nico's words from the mouth of God, I'm inclined to think that God was with the Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. And, and Josiah would have been alive if he went back home. Bro, oh. Why did he disguise himself and try to go fight? Because he knew he wasn't supposed to be there. Exactly. So, they're not all perfect. But Josiah was a good king for the most part, but he made a decision according to Second Chronicles. If you never read Second Chronicles, you just think, dang, he just went out there and fought and tried to confront mm-hmm. somebody and got shot. Or stabbed or what? No, it, it shot. Shot arrow. Um... Technically, but, you got shot. Yeah, yeah. Second Chronicles is like, like I literally read that today, and I was like, "Yo, what? That's a different account."
1: Like, I completely missed it because I was just scrolling. Like, this is the same story. This is the same story. Look for anything Mm-mm. different, and I missed it.
0: Definitely different. Definitely. Definitely, definitely, Goodness. definitely. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that is our intercessory prayer segment right there. And for God, any new pop. listeners, I I, I want to make sure that I don't always just breeze past it. What our intercessory prayer segment is, we pray for people who be doing dumb stuff. That's what it is. That intercede. Uh, we talk. Well, we talk about it. We don't really be praying, but um, they're, they're dead, dead already. They're they're gone. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a crazy story. And that's wild. Goodness. Goodness. Yes. Goodness. <laughs> i know right i have nothing
1: else yeah focus. i think that's a
0: good way to <laughs> good way to end um so next week oh wait what did i i wrote a note that said what is a dirge hold on
1: that so apparently a dirge is like,
0: a is it like a song?
1: To, yeah it's a i only i only song. wrote
0: what is a dirge because at the end of second Chronicles 35 um when when josiah dies Oh Jeremiah's Jeremiah song? chants a dirge over Josiah, and all the male and uh, female singers. Still oh sing yeah, Desiah it was, a, today. It so was like a, a song. Lament. Yeah, it was a lamenting song. Yeah, the chanted part was like, "What we chanting over the body? What's hap- What's happening, Jeremiah? Let me know."
1: They're, yeah, they're singing in chorus of sadness. F
0: sadness, yes. Okay, but yeah, we're gonna conclude there. We did good on time. I'm so proud of us. Um, next week, if you're reading along, we'll be in Habakkuk, and also Joel, mm-hmm. and we're going into Jerry. Not Osteen. yeah, no, not, not Joel Osteen, Osteen. The, the, the real Joel. The real and thing. I remember, real, real. I don't remember exactly what Joel's about, but I feel like I liked it last time I read it. It's short. It's really short. <laughs>
1: not I feel like I liked it less I feel like
0: I liked it Habakkuk I like too Habakkuk and Joel are both short so you should definitely read those like it's not going to take you you can read them like like within a few minutes maybe Uh, and then we'll be into Jeremiah which I think Vic is going to be very excited about because I feel like she's been waiting for Jeremiah and so then I think we'll be in Jeremiah for a while like we were in Isaiah for a while
1: false prophets
0: beware Ooh, she's coming, she's coming for you. Oh yeah, we'll be in Jeremiah for like the next couple weeks. So, oh um, excited. And I would like to say that we are not done with Second Kings and Second Chronicles either. Are we it's, ever? It's not going to be next week, but it's it's going to pop back up uh, in like two or three weeks. So I thought we were, I thought we were almost done with them, but apparently not. No. Uh, but yeah. Um. That was pretty good. I liked it. I liked it. And uh don't forget to like the video and stuff and all that. that. And then subscribe. And then don't forget I am I keep saying I'm gonna make the flyer for it, but I still have a little time. I have like two weeks, but we are doing a live for Easter. Yes. The week before Easter. It's happening. Yes. Um so I want you guys to come it's on and participate. Us. Yeah. I do want you guys to come on and participate though. Like um I I don't think we've decided on a time, but I think we decided maybe like 7, maybe 7 p.m. S- Central time is probably a good enough time. Just in case we're, we, we want to go long. Um, so we'll be live on YouTube. So if you subscribe to our YouTube, join in. Or if you're not yet, subscribe. Um, and we'll also um, go live probably on like a couple other platforms just so people can join in. Um, Instagram, the TikTok. Maybe go back and forth. You know, I I I like it to be fun. Hopefully, nobody raised my blood pressure. I'll be.
1: I can be on Instagram. You can be on TikTok.
0: Yeah, we'll do it like that. We can do that on TikTok. You always be sounding salty about that. No, I'm not. I'm not salty at all. You be like, you can do that. I can't do that yet. (laughs) I can't. I know. It's the truth. It will come though. I don't want it to. I mean, it might happen. Sometimes the thing about yeah. TikTok is you don't know what's gonna happen on there. They're they are not set up like Instagram. That's what yeah, I'm saying. No.
1: Yeah, no. Like in my opinion,
0: you can't gain a thousand followers in a night on Instagram. That's hard to do. You can, but it's hard. I've never had it happen to me be before. A thousand? That means you're real or something really went viral.
1: That's how I got. all my people.
0: Yeah, because that's the only reason I have. It happened my like all this Day. Oh, for real? That's the only reason I have the followers I have now on um, on TikTok. A couple viral videos and all of a sudden I woke up the next day and I was like, what is happening on my phone? It was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't think we have anything else to say. We're gonna go. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys and we're out of here. Bye. Bye.